Welcome to the Weekly Pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead, whilst reviewing the productivity of the week prior, and furthermore, optimizing execution towards our goals. As my current listeners know, producing the show as a weekly habit has been just as hard to implement for me as would be the case with any person who was trying to develop any new routine. However, as we know, the, pr- the process of implementing a successful and sustainable habit requires an immense amount of persistence, reevaluating, strategizing, and self-forgiveness before one can successfully alter their nature, thus mastering the desired lifestyle. Since my goal is to keep these weekly episodes down to 20 minutes or less, I've decided to script them so I can uh, deliver the maximum amount of information without trailing off into thought. Today's episode will simply be aimed at communicating the weekly to-do list, which is the practical application of the weekly pregame series. Uh, The tasks within this list are fundamental uh, measurement takes, planning and goal setting prerogatives, and self-reflection habits of which I already ask my clients to perform on a weekly basis, and doing so allows constant reevaluation and re-strategizing around a person's goal and more accurately aligns their ambitions with their actions. The list of tasks is in development along with uh, this entire weekly series. So here are the foundational steps of the weekly pregame so far, which should take no longer than 20 minutes at the end of a person's work week once they have an efficient workflow adopted. Step one, the body check-in. So listen to the body. Is it sick, injured, overtrained? Did you get enough food? And does next week's intensity need to be adjusted to accommodate for that? Step two, the weekly anthropometric measurements. So your weight, your one mile run, or whatever measurements you are uh, assessing your fitness on. Step three, reviewing last week. Were last week's objectives hit? Roll over all unchecked tasks from last week into the coming week's objectives. Step four, review the big picture goals. Were all objectives taking uh, you in the right direction? And is is time being used effectively towards those objectives? Step five, scheduling the coming week with your Um, objective list for next week at hand, allot sufficient time to each objective and visualize the entire week, including meal and transit time, etc. If it stresses you to simply visualize, reorganize it. You do not want to feel daunted about the coming week. Make sure everything is in the calendar. Step five, let go. After reflecting and giving yourself constructive feedback, let go of all guilt associated with last week's shortcomings, be proud of what you did get done, and know that you are still progressing. Step six, rest up knowing that uh, since you have a realistic plan, all you have to do now is execute and you will get to where you want to be. One of the major barriers we see with success is our own willingness to be ignorant to what we need to do in order to progress. Adopting a system of regular self-evaluation and accountability allows us to have honest conversations with ourselves on a weekly basis, which constantly puts us in an uncomfortable place, but it is the key to actually making uh, real progress. Now, there's a ton of information associated with uh, successfully implementing each of the steps I've outlined, but each will be elaborated on in coming episodes. You should be able to do all of the steps within the time it takes to listen to each episode every week. Uh, 
So thank you for tuning into the weekly pregame. Uh, listen on all podcast platforms, listen on YouTube, view on YouTube, sorry, or read on Medium. Comment with a fitness question on any post at Calculated Success on Instagram. They will all be answered. And remember that success must be calculated. See you guys later. Welcome to the weekly pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. As we defined last week, uh, the first step of the weekly pregame is uh, the body check-in. The body check-in is when you listen to the body. Is it sick? Is it injured? Is it overtrained? Did you get enough food last week? Does uh, next week's intensity need to be adjusted to accommodate? Unlike weighing in or testing a one rep max, this is a a subjective check-in based on a person's own perceived level of overload. It is important to continuously assess whether or not a lifestyle is sustainable. It isn't uh, always sustainable as our lives generally require a disproportionate work-rest ratio most of the time, and we accept that as life, or we do it in order to get ahead on our future. As long as we are confident that the workload is worth the payout and there is time to rest, we can sustain exhaustion in short intervals, even though it shouldn't be recommended. Let's be honest, though, if we accept the hustle and do it the right way, we can actually create a lifestyle in which we are not exhausted all the time. Maybe it's not always just as easy as changing our shopping list, but um, maybe we have to work a couple years eating ramen before we can even afford to have a relatively stable diet and all of the organizational skills that come along with that success. Because after all, implementing a diet of fitness or a fitness routine, sorry, is nothing less than a success of multiple years of consistency, at which point we'll never require less effort, but may take less time if we actually adapt as we go and become more organized and economical, as opposed to just stressing out every time we fall off the bandwagon and just letting that excuse us from continuing to try. So with regards to the body check-in, here are the questions that I ask my clients on a weekly basis. So I ask them a question giving them uh, perspective on their judgment between what they believe themselves to be capable of and what they actually did. Um, I get them to consider that all life circumstances uh, count, which means some weeks it is more okay to expect less of ourselves. Um, A question assessing their perceived muscular fatigue, this can greatly affect my decision on where to push them in the coming week. I ask them a question that looks for signs of either chronic or acute injury, aka overtraining, sprains, etc. A question that defines their overall feeling of confidence towards maintaining the lifestyle that they lived the week prior. Uh, it is more than okay to not feel capable of replicating the workload last from last week, but the the reason we have to taper weeks rest is because we cannot sustain a training overload forever, and that's what makes it training. However, we do not want to live a lifestyle in which we do not have rest intervals equivalent to our workload in one shape or form. Uh, Finally, I ask them an open-ended question to prompt, prompt them to bring up the small things of which they may or may not have otherwise told me but are important to me as a trainer. Because this is only one step of the weekly pregame, it needs to be done quickly and efficiently so that the entire process of the weekly pregame only takes 10 to 20 minutes each week. 
So hopefully anyone reading or listening to this can draw from it a process that works for themselves, um, just with the key concepts. And just remember that success has to be calculated if, if you really want to ensure that you're going to get there. Um, oh, hey, Brad, what's up? Welcome to the weekly pregame, guys, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. As we defined in our opening episode, the second step of the weekly pregame is taking our weekly measurements. Now, these are things like our weight, our um, aerobic kind of aptitude, whatever you're using to measure your progress. Taking measurements more frequently is important because with consistent data, we can assess the cause and effect of our training strategies more accurately over a larger period of time. In my opinion, though, there is no single answer for the ideal frequency at which to take measurements just in a general uh, basis because various fitness capacities have differentiating adaptation timeframes. And so I just recommend measuring progress indicators, for example, your weight, your strength, your aerobic uh, fitness, etc., on a weekly basis. To make the habit of measuring sustainable, the most important thing to remember is to be emotionless about your weekly measurements. With a quality trainer uh, monitoring those measurements and strategizing accordingly, there should be no uh, concern on your part. You may be reacting to short-term variabilities of which are of no major concern to your trainer in the long term. So just take the measurements and move to the next step. However, if you don't have a trainer who can help you make sense of your measurements, please consider the following. So your measurements of fitness of your fitness results, sorry, are uncontrollable. This means that no matter how hard you work, ultimately you cannot control the amount of results and the time in which results show up. The only true truly controllable variable is our behavior. This is the only aspect of our daily life that is directly within our control. So our behavior includes not only our actions, but our reactions. So things might not go as planned, but it also is in our control how we react. Not all, mo not all measurements are relevant to monitor. Monitor Monitoring measurements that are not relevant to a person's goal will only cause more stress than it is worth, or emotional reactions. Measuring fitness results should only be done to assess the effectiveness of a person's training strategy. These metrics should not be seen as an overall measure of personal worth or effort, because once again, they are not controllable. And therefore, attaching personal worth or any sense of your identity to them is technically invalid and will only cause dwelling. We will all feel discouraged when results are not turning out the way we want. The key to seeing success through it all will be how we act on our plan and how we react to the results. We need less emotion uh, less dwelling on the, the results that didn't turn out the way we wanted, less discouragement, 
and more moving on to the next week. Um, so remember, success must be calculated. And just move on to the next step. Take your measurements and move on. Hey guys, welcome to the weekly pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing uh, execution towards our goals within the coming week. So as we defined in the opening episode, the third step of the weekly pregame is reviewing last week. So were all objectives hit last week? And if they weren't, we're going to roll them all over to the... Um, task uh, to next week. So we're, sorry, we're going to roll over all unchecked tasks from last week to next week. And so failing to review the week prior can be one of the most debilitating gaps in a person's weekly rituals. There is a massive gap between the plans that we set and what actually happens. Um, and while it might be obvious without taking inventory on which objectives were hit and which were not, there is no way to measure it and readjust and adapt our expectations so that we actually end up achieving those objectives. Now, reviewing the week is not only important for logistical reasons, but for emotional reasons as well. Um, as you know, a lot of us can dwell, and after reviewing the week, we can create a new plan for getting there using the new circumstances at hand, and therefore the guilt will not really roll over to the next week of not getting those things done. So the guilt of not achieving objectives will only build and build week after week until the point um, which... It affects a person's self-esteem and they almost fall into a state of denial, which only turns into them neglecting what they actually need to do to move forward. So if they don't check their objectives and check things off their list, then they get guilty about it. So let's make this practical. This is an object. This is an easy step to take action on and should take no longer than five minutes on a weekly basis. Let's make sure we have a weekly to-do list and that we can see what was achieved and what wasn't achieved every weekend. Um, let's ensure uh, we are able to define clearly where the gaps were that developed in our ability to complete each objective that, that we hadn't achieved. So then we can rework the coming week to fit in both new and old steps that need to be taken to achieve those objectives. And we can actually place we actually need to place allotted time into the calendar for next week that will be dedicated to those objectives. We can't just put it in our to-do list without having any tangible plan dedicated to it. So the last thing we need to do, like I was saying about guilt, we need to let go of all the guilt associated with um, our shortcomings from last week. Uh, we will achieve those goals as long as we keep doing this on a weekly basis, as long as we keep taking inventory on a weekly basis and making a new plan. It will work out. That's all for this week, folks. Remember, success must be calculated. Hey guys, welcome to the weekly pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. As we defined in our opening episode, the fourth step of the weekly pregame is step four, reviewing big picture goals. So are we all, are all objectives taking you in the right direction this week? Is our time being used effectively towards each objective? 
Our weekly and daily actions are the product of our long-term goals and aspirations. So the next step of the weekly pregame process is to ensure that the tasks within those shorter time periods are legitimately and effectively taking us towards those goals. Uh, furthermore, we want to continuously refine the effectiveness of our work within those time periods to maximize our efforts. Every time we go over this step, every week, we may find little notches of time each week within which we are not doing something that is actually necessary to help us achieve our goals. And even if those tasks are necessary, we may be spending more time doing them than we really need to. So we can ask ourselves the following questions when reviewing both our to-do list with each scheduled task for the following week. Is it a task that needs to be repeated every week? If so, can it be outsourced or set up in a way in which it can be done less frequently or even never again? And if we take this task out of our schedule or to-do list, will it slow or hinder our progress towards the goal? Now, sometimes we continue doing tasks that take energy and time just out of habit from our past and not necessarily out of the need to do it towards our goals. So is there at least one task in our to-do list for the coming week that only has to be done once and will set us forward in life in some regard, just in general, and will never have to be done again? These are power tasks, and they're the things that really set us ahead. Lastly, we need to ask ourselves whether or not we actually, we, sorry, whether or not we are actually any closer to our big picture goals than we were last week. Remember, it is okay to have had a stagnant week, but it is better to recognize that and adjust accordingly than it is to remain oblivious and perpetuate that lack of productivity into the following week. So remember, friends, success must be calculated. Welcome to the Weekly Pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. As we defined in our opening episode, the fifth step of the Weekly Pregame is step five, scheduling the coming week. So with your objective list at uh, for next week at hand, allot sufficient time to each objective and visualize the entire week, including meal and transit time, etc. If it stresses you to simply visualize, just reorganize it. You do not want to feel daunted about the coming week. Make sure everything is in your calendar. The calendar is the first place where goals start to become a reality. Without it, all a person has is a goal and maybe some general idea of how it will work out for them. For some of us, prop any probability below 100% is far too low of a chance for us um, to lean our ambitions on. So the only way to ensure things happen is to actually make a plan and follow through. And scheduling is, a vital, is vital to this process. Not all events can be anticipated or scheduled, though. Here are the first things we can all put in our calendars right off the bat, though. So we have monthly and annual bills, individual appointments, any reoccurring reminders, daily habits, weekly check-ins and productivity reviews, such as a weekly pregame um, that I get you to do as a client or on your own. Now, some people 
uh, might have a set work-life schedule and also be able to place the following into their calendars right away, like their work schedule, their pay schedule, their meal schedule, if it's applicable to their goals. If a person does not have a consistent schedule, they will only be able to do the following. Place a weekly reminder in the schedule, reminding them to pregame for their week. So every week when they know their schedule, they will place those hours in the calendar. And if a person does not know their schedule until the day before, they need to do a daily pregame. Now, all of our calendars have some foundation. What Now we can take our weekly objectives and to-do lists and start actually delegating specific slots of time to each task. When doing so, um, let's consider the following. Allow more time than needed for travel preparation and such. Uh, have one task per time slot. We don't want to be ambiguous about what we are allocating time towards. Our time needs to be sufficiently delegated to specifically defined activities uh, if you have to take care of something. We will constantly underestimate or overestimate what can be fit into an hour or how long a task will take. So instead of letting it become a barrier, if something doesn't get complicated or sorry, doesn't get completed, we immediately put the newly updated task in our to-do list again for the next week or reschedule more time if possible for the same week. Uh, so eventually it will get done if we keep doing this because we just keep rolling it to the next week. We don't just write it off. Uh, so we try to allocate enough time to complete tasks fully when we allocate time. One completed task per week is often better than five half-pregnant tasks uh, because a person's entire life situation is different going into the next week. They are starting the week from a higher step on the ladder to their goals if they actually complete stuff every week. We, we also need to consider our preparation going into each allocated or allotted time slot we do, do we have the equipment resources lined up to complete the task? Uh, and if we don't consider all the details, we may show up at the right time, but we will be limited in what we can actually get done. Uh, if scheduling like this is already second nature to you, or when it becomes second nature to you, it will still be a process to constantly refine week after week. Um, however, because it is a weekly process, we need to be quick to both move past the shortfalls of last week, as well as put things in the in for the next. Um, if this process becomes too big of a task, though, it will be harder to sustain. So we want to do it quick and get over it. Remember, guys, success must be calculated. Welcome to the weekly pregame, guys, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior and furthermore optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. Now, as we defined in our opening episode, the next step of the weekly pregame is the sixth step, sorry, is letting go. So after we've reflected and we're giving ourselves constructive feedback, uh, we have to let go of all guilt associated with the last week's shortcomings. Be proud of what uh, we did get done and know that we are still progressing. After observing behavior and attitude patterns in both successful and unsuccessful clients, personal trainers quickly come to learn that there are quite a few common denominators between the two types of people. Uh, this does not mean that there are not anomalies for or exceptions, of course, 
but it is worth noting that the following characteristics, um, the following character characteristics so that they may bring self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness is absolutely critical to leveling up because a person becomes aware of both uh, what they must maximize in their overall process and what they must extinguish from their life completely. Uh, characteristics of strong, consistent, and successful clients are things like being self-forgiving. Successful people seem to be able to emotionally let go of their failures and shortcomings after assessing and reviewing where mistakes were made. Proactive. They're, they're successful people always think about how their goals are actually going to come to life. They think literally about what they want, which allows them to break down the process of actually getting it. Uh, they're accountable. And many clients think that what they need is accountability to someone else. And that's why they hire a trainer. However, the actual variables of success uh, in anyone is whether or not a person is accountable to themselves mainly. Uh, this means that they get the work done even when no one is watching or when it's not recognized. Um, this is the actual secret to success. This also means that they take it on themselves to fix problems, even when it's not theirs to fix. Like doing so skips past the blame game to, to the getting it done part, um, which results in progress overall without the conflict. They're humble too. So this doesn't mean that they don't have any ego or pride about what they've accomplished. This, this means that they understand that their accomplishments overall cannot happen without with their efforts alone and so they need and so they over deliver on giving back to those who are key players in their success and their journey um, and this is not just an altruistic thing to do it is also very practical as it builds leverage with those who are most valuable to them and their goals which is a win-win uh, thus creating strong relation working relationships with those people uh, Process-oriented, people who actually see sustained results are focused on and fully engaged in the process uh, with attaining the results they want. They are just as confident with the process of achieving their goals as they will be when they actually achieve their goals. Without loving their lifestyle, any changes made will be unsustainable in the long run. Thus, any results will be short-lived. Uh, diligent. A person who succeeds with the trainer pays close attention to instructions and would rather spend an hour planning the week ahead than just deal than to just deal with things as they come. Characteristics of an unsuccessful, half-pregnant, inconsistent client. They're apprehensive. People who never change or progress always seem to think that whatever issues are holding them back that they are the only ones with those barriers. This holds them back because telling themselves how hard their situations are only becomes a scapegoat to them accepting those difficulties as per perpetual. Uh, a person cannot fix a life situation uh, or overcome a difficulty if they just think that they are different from everyone else and that life will always be that way for them and there is nothing that they can do about it. This has got to be the most annoying and frustrating characteristic to see in people as a trainer. Uh, they're go goal oriented. Uh, a person who is doomed, a, a person is doomed to fail if the only thing keeping them going is their ultimate goal. Sometimes the goal seems like all we have in hard times, but ultimately we will either achieve it or we will not. And despite our efforts, at which point the foundation of our motivation crumbles either way. 
without loving the lifestyle that was that is involved with working towards that goal, a person will not sustain the changes that they have worked hard to implement. So, um, delusional. A person who does not succeed has no grasp of the actual reasons behind consequences, whether their results are good or bad. The, this leads them to focusing overly on things that don't matter or that matter less and taking away from what actually matters. For example, uh, a big, lots of beginner uh, clients start focusing on supplements before they even work on their behavior getting to the gym. Uh, they're lethargic. People who don't succeed are indecisive and impartial to whether or not their goals actually become reality. They will contact a trainer and ask for details, but will not hire the trainer because they will have been seeking an excuse from the get, such as the price is too high. Or even worse, a person will hire a trainer and, and not only pay them, but do nothing and blame their trainer for their inability to succeed and thus providing another scapegoat. At the end of the day, a trainer will not make or break a client's success because a person who has what it takes to achieve will do so regardless of what it takes or who is involved. A good trainer guides, advises, advises and monitors a client to help them maximize their efforts and avoid unnecessary plateaus. Moral of the story, after uh, last week has been reviewed and the next week has been planned, we need to give ourselves a break. And remember, success must be calculated. Welcome to the weekly pregame, the show that aims to develop the ultimate method of planning and visualizing the week ahead, whilst reviewing productivity of the week prior, and furthermore, optimizing execution towards our goals within the coming week. Now that we have defined a step-by-step -step process for our weekly pregame, we need to turn it into an efficient and resilient habit. In order for any habit to become resilient, it must be versatile and adaptable. The more that we rely on an environment or particular state of being to complete a task, the less likely it will get done. Furthermore, by definition, the habit will not truly be resilient or consistent if it relies on anything. So first, we need to create a system for our weekly pregame that can be done from anywhere at any time with or without access to our normal environment and or resources. We cannot rely on our normal gym. We cannot rely on our organization at home or work. We cannot rely on other people. We cannot rely on our smartphones. We need to only rely on a system that we have worked tirelessly to build into our being, which becomes how we prioritize objectives and how we act on completing tasks that are highly relevant to those objectives. Many people struggle to build a regiment that will help them get towards their goals. However, even if they build a strong regiment, that structure can become the weak point of their lifestyle change because now their new actions rely on a particular ecosystem to be maintained, i.e. they do not maintain their habits or fitness results when on holidays because they are no longer within the environment that they originally built those fitness results in in the first place. So we can either act on discipline, which is proactive, or desperation, which is reactive. Either way, maintaining our fitness in some form becomes inevitable. Self-esteem is diminished by constant failure. However, resilience is not built without constant failure. To minimize the impatience that comes with trying to implement new habits, let us consider the following progressions 
for that our ambitions must take when going from a task to a habit. So in phase one, a task is defined and deemed as necessary in order to work towards a particular ambition of ours, i.e. taking 20 minutes to plan the week ahead. So we have success that week. Phase two, a system for completing the task on a reoccurring basis is built, which is constantly evolving and adapting to learn all the as it learns all the variables it must account for as we go through as it goes from theory to practice within our lives over time, i.e., failing to see consistency in planning for each week due to a variety of different issues that could have been either known or unknown ahead of time. Phase three. The system for completing a recurring task has either succeeded to a point where the task is maintained at a mastered consistency of about 70% or higher in a balanced manner, or the individual has just given up trying, i.e. on average the person plans for three out of four weeks in their month. This is why uh, the details of the task do not matter at first, guys. Simply putting aside the 20 minutes per week to plan is all that matters until that behavior in and of itself is mastered. Then, substance of thought can be at, directed to what an individual is actually doing within that time, and further success can be built upon a structure that is already unshakable. Lack of consistency comes from losing focus after the first few successes, as if those achievements mean that a habit or result is now mastered. However, should a person lay out their objectives in the right order, they need only accomplish one task at a time to see maximum growth. As excited as we get about all the fun stuff, failure to maintain focus only results in a delay of getting to work on that fun stuff. So for my clients, I have a simple form developed for them that will keep their weekly planning under 20 minutes. The following list defines the weekly pregame checklist. And by keeping the answers simple, yet true and unemotional, Going through this list on a weekly basis will be both sustainable and take no more than 20 minutes, and over time, it will drastically accelerate a person's productivity towards their goals. So as defined in the weekly pregame episode one, here are the foundational steps of the weekly pregame process, which should take no longer than 20 minutes at the end of a person's work week once they have an efficient uh, workflow adopted to it. So step one, the body check-in. They listen to the body. Is it sick? Is it injured? Is it overtrained? Do we have enough food? Does next week's intensity need to be adjusted to accommodate? Step two, weekly anthropometric measurements, weight and etc. anything that you need to measure for fitness. Step three, review last week. Where were last week's objectives hit? and roll over un all unchecked tasks from last week over to next week's objectives. Step four, review big picture goals. Are all objectives taking you in the right direction? Is uh, time being used effect effectively towards each objective? Step five, um, scheduling the coming week. So look at uh, the schedule for the coming week and are is enough time allotted to each objective that you have to actually complete those tasks. You do not want to feel daunted about the coming week, so make sure every, everything is in the calendar. And step six, let go. After reflecting and giving yourself constructive feedback, let go of all guilt associated with last week's shortcomings. Be proud of what you did get done and know that you are still progressing. And step seven, rest up, knowing that since you have a realistic plan, all you have to do now is execute and you will get to where you want to be. So next week, guys, I will be uh, introducing a usable form that anyone can use to get started with their weekly pregame. 
uh, it just comes down to planning for your week and setting a little time aside each week for that. Um, that's all it really is. But, you know, if you make a system for it, then, you, you know, it becomes more efficient and actually more productive towards the next week. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.